Hey everyone, and welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're going into the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17. And I'd like to share with you from verse 2, and then uh, let's talk just for a few minutes about the significance of the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. Chapter 17, verse 2 of Matthew. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Now, first of all, what we see here in the transfiguration of Jesus is uh, revelation. As a matter of fact, if we back up into the, the last part of chapter 16, Jesus is telling them that there are actually some here who aren't going to die before they see the, the Son of, of, of God uh, coming in his kingdom. And this is uh, clearly the, the way we see this roll out. Jesus referring directly to uh, the revelation of the transfiguration, that he takes Peter, James, and John up on the Mount of Transfiguration uh, with him, and it is there a revelation of the glory of Jesus Christ. This is the, the, the glorification of Jesus, the revelation of his, of his divinity. It is uh, a, a revelation of the inbreaking of the kingdom uh, of God. And, and not only is it a, a revelation of the glory of Jesus Christ, of the glory of his coming kingdom, it is uh, a, a revelation of the, the coming kingdom in that it is a revelation of fully redeemed, fully restored humanity. Because you see, not only is Jesus glorified, uh, and, and obviously, rightly so, he is, he is God. As Hebrews 2.10 tells us, Jesus radiates the, the glory of God. He's not just a reflection of the glory of God. He radiates the glory of God because, of course, he is God. But also in, in Hebrews, you read about that in Hebrews 1, and you go into Hebrews 2 and verse 10, um, the Scripture speaks about Jesus bringing many, uh, many sons, many children to glory. That is, restoring us to the image bearers, those who would reflect the glory of God. He is bringing us to glory. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2 uh, says that, that when Christ comes, we will, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is, that, that we are being restored, as Paul talks about, as we're seeing the glory of God with unveiled faces in Jesus Christ. We are being restored to His glory uh, more and more. And so we're seeing the glorified Christ, uh, the re revelation of the glory of the Son of God. We're seeing the revelation of a fully restored Humanity. We're, we're seeing a, a preview, a, a reflection of, of who we will be as we're reflecting that, uh, that radiant glory of, of God in Jesus Christ. And so a, a preview of the coming kingdom of God as, as Jesus comes and makes all things new. Secondly, we see that this, the transfiguration, it is a work of confirmation. Uh, God uh, announces there on the mountain, uh, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. Now, why would a confirmation be necessary? Well, if you look at the timing of this, Jesus has declared that he is headed toward the cross. 
And there seems to, to be disagreement um, against the plan of salvation. Peter rebukes Jesus as we talked about. Bad plan, Jesus. You shouldn't go to the cross. This must never happen to you. And, and there was a, a more general um, disagreement, I think, you could say, with the disciples, with uh, those who were awaiting the Messiah, that, well, now wait a minute, the Messiah can't die. The, the Messiah is, is supposed to come and restore the kingdom of, of Israel. The, the, the Messiah is supposed to come and be this military uh, leader who's going to lead us to victory. The Messiah is not supposed to die. And so the, the Lord is confirming here as he's headed toward the cross, yes, this is my son, my dearly loved son. Uh, he brings me great joy. Listen to him. Listen to him. And then finally, what we see here is fulfillment. As we read the story, we see Moses and Elijah there. Uh, they, they representing the, the law and the prophets. And the fact that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. He is the, the fulfillment of, of what the law is driving toward. It is, it is pushing us toward Jesus Christ. Um, the law is essentially showing us that, that we can't actually achieve the holiness to which we are called. Jesus fulfills the law in that he, he fulfills the law for us. He lives in perfect obedience. He goes to the cross for us, satisfying the justice of God. And He enables us to know the end of the law. That is, this new covenant where God would write the law on our hearts. He would, he would transform our hearts so that, that we are not those who are trying and straining to fulfill the law, but He would change us so that we actually become a people who want to do what God has commanded. We, we want to please Him and delight Him. And He fulfills the prophets, right? There are so many direct prophecies that point directly to the Messiah, to Jesus Christ. And in fact, it's all driving toward the coming uh, of Jesus. And so you, you see things like Moses in his uh, prophetic role, he, he prophesies about the coming uh, of the Messiah. Listen to this in Deuteronomy 18, 15, Moses continued, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. And then listen, listen to this last line, especially in light of what we heard God speak over Jesus confirming who he is. It says, you must listen to him. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. And not only that, we, we can turn to the book of Malachi, the prophet Malachi, and we read this, Look, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, uh, I will come and strike the land with a curse. And, and so here is this announcement as you look through the book of Malachi and you get to four here, that this son of righteousness, that the Messiah is coming, and, and in advance of the coming of the Messiah is this one who will come in the spirit of Elijah, right? That he will come and prepare the way. So we're connecting here with 
John the Baptist who came in the spirit of Elijah to prepare the way for the Messiah. And also we're connected with the transfiguration here because Elijah comes, he appears uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration. And so there is this confirmation of who Jesus is and this confirmation of the fact that Jesus is the fulfillment of all of what we call the Old Testament. He is the fulfillment of the law. He fulfills in our lives the point and purpose of the law. He is the fulfillment of the prophets, of all that God foretold through them. And, and, um, and this is an amazing piece of good news for us. Imagine the, the beauty in which we will dwell in the presence of the Lord. Peter is just overwhelmed by, by seeing the, the glorified Jesus, seeing this radiance of the glory of God. He says, Lord, it's, it's great to be here. How about if I build tents for everybody and we just stay here, right? And, and he, doesn't even, he doesn't even know what he's saying. He's just so overwhelmed by the beauty of the Lord. It's such good news that we will one day be face to face with Jesus Christ and behold the fullness of His glory. And not only that, that we, we will be brought to glory by Him, that we will once again reflect the radiance uh, of God ourselves, that there is, is a beauty that will be made manifest in our lives because we see Jesus, because we see Jesus. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we get a chance to speak again, I, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.